Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, if you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love Is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo agony on episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for you, baby, in more ways than one. Now, I can't believe I actually am even doing an episode on this topic. But given the state of the world right now and given the fact that the content I've been sharing recently around this bloody pandemic and all the various aspects of it seems to be having as much resonance as my love life related stuff, I thought it might be useful to create a episode that marries them both together. So it's going to be very useful for you if you are nervous about dating again after the shit show of the last 18 months, or you are COVID confused and struggling with the judgment and divisiveness around the V, or you're worried about how the V status will affect your dating life. I'm calling it the V, you know, really, I mean, vaccine. But I'm just saying I've been saying that on an Instagram. So I don't get like, my stuff taken off or constant links put on. And I just quite like the V because (laughs) it makes it sound like virginity, the V card, you know what I mean? Anyway, in this episode, I'm going to be sharing my personal viewpoint around whether you should get the V, how the V has changed the dating world forever, and my top tips for navigating the V status combo on a first date. So let's dive straight in. Okay, my personal viewpoint rather around whether you should get the V. I'm going to be honest, I don't have one, believe it or not. It's not my business. I am no longer telling anyone whether or not I've had it because like in the same way that I wouldn't tell people very personal things about certain medical procedures that I may or may not have had. I'll let you ponder on what those might have been. Some are very intimate. Or are they? Anyway, look, the thing is, there are so many aspects to this, like this bloody virus. And I understand that even my, that's my decision right now, it might change in the future. If someone is uncomfortable with me not sharing that information, then they are very um, well within their rights to go, okay, well, sorry, I don't want to be physically near you. I'm like, good for you. That's, that is, I, I literally get it. It's fine. I really get it. Um, but you do you and I'll do me. That really excruciatingly annoying um, term. Um, phrase rather. So it's just not a simple topic, is it? It's just not a simple topic. I do believe people have the freedom to choose or should have the freedom to choose. But I do understand the other side of the argument, which is that what we choose affects other people. And so that is my way around it. Like I, I don't feel comfortable with you asking me whether I've had some like a medical procedure. And so therefore, this is my response. I'm not comfortable with being asked that question. And so I'm not going to be giving it an answer. And you you do with that with you do with that what you will. So that is that's the way I'm currently handling it. What I fucking hate 
is the divisiveness and the judgment that has been going on. And I really fucking hate it in the wellness and spiritual circles where I kind of believe we should know better. Now, I get it. It's one thing to stand for freedom. And I, I, you know, I do believe in activism and such. What I don't agree with is the level of patronization that's been going on. I don't agree with the shaming that is from, you know, spiritual communities or, or people who purport to be spiritual teachers there is a way of speaking up your truth and what you believe in without shaming others who may or may not or are confused as to where they stand. And that's what's been making me feel really uncomfortable. And what's what's interesting is I have had such loving, interesting, respectful, intelligent conversations with people in all various aspects. This is not about what you believe. It is about your approach to what you believe. And by the way, your approach may be, I'm confused. I don't know. And I don't believe it's then someone's job to put their agenda on you and tell you why you should believe what they believe. They can, you can ask them their opinion and they can say, well, this is where I stand. Absolutely. And that can give you food for thought. But again, that is not the same as coercing someone or shaming someone into why they don't believe what you believe. So this is this is just about having um this is kind of maturity <laughs> you know a mature discourse and yeah some of the conversations i've had with people who had wildly different perspective or opinions the the common thread was they were all respectful and they didn't make me feel like an idiot and i have no interest in speaking to anyone any longer about this who treats me like that because I've 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 had enough of it. And listen, I'm not saying I'm sure I've had moments where at the you know earlier on where well to be honest I've been confused the whole fucking time but where I didn't show up like this is something I've come to because I found myself getting defensive. I didn't even know what I was really defending against. I was defending against people sort of bulldozing in with their patronization and judgment. And now I'm like I don't have to defend myself. I just don't have to enter into the ring. And I, you know, you can tell someone's energy when they, if they feel super heated about it all. And, you know, I'm just not choosing to engage with that energy. So, you know, another aspect of this, so this is, this is an, another of my many sort of um, stream of consciousness podcast episodes. But I, what I want to say is that I am concerned about the level of control and manipulation that's going on. And you might think that, okay, yeah, obviously that's going on in the government, the media, there's all sorts of brainwashing. And and I mean, I think that, you know, I, I think I could quite happily say that. I think that there's a lot of dark shit going on. But what's concerning is that it's not just from the media and the government, who I kind of expect it from. So I'm not actually that bothered about them. It's actually from... Yeah, places that I wouldn't have expected, places that were kind of say once upon a time safe spaces or safe people for me, and the way that they've approached this has has really given me cause for alarm because they're accusing the government and the media of having an agenda and manipulating and brainwashing, but then they've kind of got their own agenda going on with that as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's a bloody hard one, isn't it? Um, and you know what? I guess I have an agenda and this is mine. Be kind, be respectful, don't be a dick. Just don't. Everyone has and is entitled to their reason 
to whatever they choose or to being confused. Everyone is entitled to their reason. And so if you can't respectfully say, you know, would you be open to sharing that? I'm really interested in hearing your perspective. And then, you know, a way of listening, even if you wildly disagree, say, oh, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought of it like that. Because even if you disagree with it, you know, you will learn something. I have learned so much from those sorts of conversations where both people were willing to to be respectful, to show up and be respectful and say, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I actually heard, you know, from this source this, um, if you've got something to rebut the argument, essentially. Um, but it doesn't have to get into what what I've experienced, I think what most of us has, it's got petty, name calling, very childish, but in the guise of like, we're freedom fighters and we're, you know, we're doing this for the people. And it's like, are you though? Because if you're doing it for the people, then surely it should be all people. And can't you just be a little bit nicer about it? Anyway, that's that's me. That's my I think I've got my agenda is like I'm just like I've just been struggling, I'll be honest. I've been struggling with with the way that the general consensus or energy feels like in, in my industry. It just feels um, just feels quite sad. Anyway, what I want to say on that note as well is, look, if this if this feels uncomfortable for you and you feel that I am pushing an agenda or too critical, then you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. Turn this off right now. Um, but I hope that you hear where I'm coming from and I genuinely would be really open to having a DM or whatever. Send send me a DM and, and share your perspective. Just do it in a, in a respectful way or um, under the comments wherever we post this. Anyway, I'll move on. I'm rambling. Okay, how the V has changed the dating world forever. So ha, there are lots of sides to this too. Some people were too scared to date until the vaccine. Some have been more scared of dating since. And, you know, I, from my personal perspective... I believe it like there's so many positives for our romantic lives from this pandemic. I shared a lot about this in 2020, you know, people, you know, great world changing events like this cause us to go inside and look at who we are, what we really want, how we've been showing up in our life. And so many women last year came and worked with me and saying like, this has kind of been the best thing that's happened to me because it's forcing me to be really honest that actually I do want to have an amazing relationship. And I've been too scared to own that. And I've been too scared to look at and like, do the work I know I need to do. Um, and I also think on the dating context, you know, you go in and you you straight away play at a deeper level. You have deeper conversations. But what I fear now has happened since the whole V thing is all of that sort of deeper work around like, how are you finding this pandemic? And, you know, at the beginning, there seemed to be so much love and, you know, like we're all in this together for the most part. Um, but the V thing that's come up is now it's like, this is where the divisiveness has come in. And that's just such, such a shame. And, and I fear or well, I don't even fear, I know it's happening, is going, you know, people are going on dates and this is like, it actually, even before they go on the date, like on some dating apps, you have to put whether you've had the V and some, you don't have to, but you can. And so even before you get on the date, there's suddenly this this thing, it's like, would, would you, hold on, would you put like that you have an STD on there? Which actually is probably in a way at least equally relevant, surely. Um, and even if you don't put that on your dating thing, then when you go on a date, and I'm hearing this a lot from people, you know, this is one of the first questions asked. And then you feel like, God, if I tell the truth, I'm going to be rejected. And it's, it's just not fucking right. Um, and listen, I'll be honest, like, 
if it was me, if I was doing dating apps, I absolutely would not be putting that information down. I've already kind of made that clear because it just that for me doesn't feel right. But you may be someone you're like, no, I don't I don't want to even entertain someone who hasn't had it. So again, both there's different sides to it. It's it's a really hard one. But I want to give you another option that it's absolutely possible to date someone where you've got different beliefs around the pandemic and the V and everything else. Again, you can be respectful. It doesn't like if it becomes like, oh no, I'm going to rule that person out because they let's let's be honest. What this is, they have a different belief than you. Then what does that say about what's going on in the world? That is what scares me. It's not actually whether or not you've had the bloody V. It's how you approach the conversation with people. Do you do it with respect, consideration? compassion for the fact that you don't know that like all of their situation and they've got a whole different set of circumstances to you kindness respect all of those things said it again um or do you just be a bit of a twat i hope it's not the second okay finally my top tips for navigating the v status convo on a first date okay so this is the thing you have got to know yourself you've got to know what you are and are not okay with if you are super worried about catching COVID, dating someone who's very chilled and blasé, of which many people are, is not going to work for you. You are not compatible. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So you've really got to think about that. You have to be honest with yourself. Like, I'll be honest with, with you right now. It's just not like, and I'm speaking from someone who's had the big C. I had it. It was pretty bad, but I'm not afraid of it. I'm I'm genuinely more afraid by the divisiveness, the relationship stuff, relationship stuff going on between people than I am of this virus. And I appreciate I was very fortunate. Some are not so. But I also, you know, I've said this before. Every time I get in my car, I'm statistically way more likely to die. If you saw me drive, you'd really get that. But, you know, we've we've really blown this or it's been blown into such a huge thing. And, and I appreciate, again, I want to stress... I know how horrific it's been for so many people. We've had it in our family. Like really tragic things have happened, but it's also part of life. And we're so afraid to talk about the fact that we're all going to die. We are all going to die. And this is not an abnormal thing. Pandemics come and ravage the world's population. And we were due one. And I think instead of us all, I've kind of gone gone off on one again, but why not start getting more comfortable with talking about life and death and not just focusing so much on the drama of what is going on. Like this is a spiritual opportunity. Bring that on your first date. (laughs) See how it goes. Um, Okay. So going back. So you've got to know yourself. You've got to know where you honestly stand, whether it is a big deal or not. You've also then got to decide when you've, when you've, got clear within yourself, you've got to decide, do I want to put that on my dating app status if you're using dating apps? Slash, do I think it's appropriate to ask someone about their V status on a first date and how you would respond if someone asked you? Like, this is kind of, I almost feel like it's a moral question. And again, brilliant arguments on both sides of that. And you can absolutely have different perspectives around it and have a wonderful relationship with someone. I can tell you that for free. Um, 
I think it's really important that you're just honest with yourself about why you feel the need to put it on there or not put it on there or ask someone on a first date or not ask someone on a first date. Mine is quite simple. It's like, well, I I just wouldn't ask anyone about their medical history. I do appreciate, I, I do appreciate that this is a big topic of conversation and it might naturally come up and it has between like friends and me or and 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 it it's sort of an organic thing and there's no issue and it's actually a really interesting conversation but when if if you can tell if someone asks you something like that and it's like you can feel the judgment or the fear or that like and and that's like ew, it feels really uncomfortable so this is one of those you've got to let your intuition lead you if you feel that you know, essentially, I found it can be quite violating. When some people have asked me, I, f- I feel felt quite violated because I just think, like, what right do you have to ask me? And I know that some people think completely opposite to me. And yeah, fair enough. Like, I get it. Um, so you've got to know where you stand. Whatever you decide, own it. Just own it without being a dick. And if owning it for you is like me, I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable with sharing that information. Um, and, and some people just to, to kind of prepare you might really not like that and might give you all sorts of shit. And guess what? They're probably not the person for you. So, you know, they've disqualified themselves. I know, I know that if I was on a date and someone asked me that question in a kind of dicky way, not in a kind of innocent, like, you know, you can tell the difference, you know what I mean? Then quite frankly, it's like, well, they've disqualified themselves from being, from us going any further. Do you know why? Because I don't want to waste their time or my time. Because if there's that much sort of around it, I don't think that's going to work for me. Now, of course, it may have just been a momentary thing. And you could actually, they might like, you know, they might come at you asking you and it feel not good. And then you share whatever. And then the, the conversation could evolve. And actually, you really see eye to eye. So there's always the room for that opportunity or possibility as well. I think that the most important thing is really in all of this that it's an opportunity for all of us to look at how we are showing up. And I can, I'm the first to admit, like I haven't handled handled the whole conversation around it perfectly. I've certainly been influenced by what other people are saying in the meet, like all these different things. And and that's led to huge confusion. And I'm someone, and I don't know if you're anything like me, that if I'm confused, I tend to just sort of freeze and go into a bit of paralysis and then sort of just brush the whole thing under the carpet and just hope if I don't look at it, it'll go away. It's what I did with my love life for so long. <laughs> so I'd love to know if you felt like that. When I shared recently on sort of that had been my approach for, for most of this, because I'd had quite a few people like, why aren't you speaking out around what's going on? And I just thought, because I literally don't know what to say, because I don't know where I stand. And that's okay. I'm a bloody love coach. I'm not a politician or, and well, you wouldn't want to hear from me if I was, um, you know, I don't, I'm not required to fucking speak. I'm, none of us is like, we are all entitled to feel whatever we feel and share as much or as little as we want to. Like these are crazy times that we find ourselves in. And what I want to wrap up on is saying that it really has made me never I've never been more grateful for my relationship with Joe and the fact that we can both have different opinions or, you know, even have momentary, like, I don't want to say arguments because they're not really arguments, but like disagreements, like slightly heated, slightly heated. And 
and we, we get over it and we move on and we never hold on to it. And actually it, it just, it just works. And that's what I want for you. I want you to have a relationship with someone. Like we challenge each other. It's not that it's boring or, you know, we challenge each other, but we're compatible because we really just want to enjoy our life together. And honestly, there are many other things other than the big C to be afraid of in the world and to pay attention to. And I personally believe and have experienced that, you know, relationships have never been more important than they are at the moment. And so how you conduct yourself around this conversation of the V, whether it's with your spouse, your mother, your friends, like all of us are just coming at it from a place of fear. So even those people who are kind of being dickheads, let's just put it bluntly, around this whole topic, remember that they are also just coming from fear. And we can have compassion for them. And we can compassion for ourselves. And we can realize that this is like, this is a normal thing. What's going on in the world? It feels terrifying. It feels Ugh. a lot of crazy shits happen in the world. We were watching Fantastic Fungi last night. And, um, you know, it was showing the dinosaurs and blah, blah, blah. And you just realize, oh my God, we're just a speck. Like, co like the big C is nothing. Like in the grand scheme of history on this planet, it's fine. It's nothing. Like, let's not worry about it. It's not to say we don't take action, depth, compassion, all those things. But it's going to be okay. I still would choose, and I'm grateful that I birthed in this era than, you know, World War One or World War Two or like, you know, the, the bubonic plague. Now that would have been shit. That really would have been shit. Anyway, I really am rambling now. <laughs> this has been one long stream of consciousness. I hope some of it's landed. I know that there's, um, it's all been sort of very up and down. I'm genuinely interested to hear your perspectives, your reactions, whether they are pro, against what I've shared. But just as I said earlier, please be respectful around your energy, around your words. I'm, I'm here for the love, baby. I'm here for the love. Anyway going to leave it there. <sighs> oh, no, I'm not. I want to remind you that if this has resonated um, and looking at the lens of your romantic life against the backdrop, backdrop of this pandemic that we all find ourselves in, if that is something that feels very relevant and important to you right now, then check out my new book, Love is Coming, which was written, you know, at least the sort of last part of it was written during this whole experience. Um, and if you are someone who you know that more than ever that this pandemic has shown you that you want a great relationship, you want to go through this experience with someone, someone you're compatible with, someone who shares your dreams for the future and who's going to support you and you're going to support them. Intimacy, fun, adventure, all of those magical things that despite what's been going on in the world, I've experienced to an even fuller degree with my partner, Joe, And that's what I want for you too. So click in the show notes for this uh, episode or go to loverscomingbook.com to access the book plus an amazing free audio training I created for you called The Fastest Way to Meet Your Soulmate or you can buy it on Amazon as well. Just Google it. Um, okay, guys, hope this has been helpful. Come and tell me over on Instagram at Persia Lawson which of the three tips resonated for you the most and why. Lots of love. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing, and able to actually commit. 
Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.